This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer. Ritzamini, give us the latest with Dwayne Brown. I don't think he's going to play on Sunday, guys. So if he doesn't play, what's the plan at left tackle? I would not be surprised if you see Makai Becton at left tackle. They could go with Billy Turner, and which, of course, says, you know, who's going to play right tackle? Then, then you know, it could be Turner there, or, or possibly Max Mitchell, or possibly even moving Elijah Vera Tucker out to right tackle. So I, I, if I had to bet right now, I, I think I would go with Makai Becton playing left tackle. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hour number two. Listen to an edition of the show. We thank you for joining us on ESPN New York Tonight. It's our Know Your Opponent segment, and we head up to New England where we're joined by Kyle Hightower, the AP beat writer who covers the New England Patriots. Kyle, Larry Hardesty, and Gordon Damon in New York. Thanks for giving us a couple of minutes. How you doing, fellas? We're doing great. Kyle, I'm going to ask this first question for all the journalism students who are listening to us. What are the challenges in covering Bill Belichick every day? (laughs) (laughs) I would say the challenge is maintaining your professionalism in the face of – abject uh, pressure and abject um, defiance from the, from the guy behind the microphone. Um, he, he challenges all your skills as a journalist uh, to ask good questions, to ask questions that, that, that enforce uh, and encourage answers and, and use all your, your might you have as a human being to just to hold your tongue. Cause it's, uh, it, it, it's a tough, it's a tough haul every day, but uh, I I commend my I commend all my fellow colleagues who do it with me along the, every day along the way. So, uh, yeah, it, it's a tough one. <laughs> Kyle, is it time for the Patriots to panic? Zero and two, first time in more than twenty years. Well, I tell you what, here in New England, they definitely are. Uh, I, I think you know, in in Boston, they're so spoiled on on all the success that all the sports teams here have had that. Um, you know, 0-2 for the first time in more than 20 years. Uh, only the second, only the, well, only the third time under under Belichick. Um, it's got a lot of people worried, and you know, people even questioning. You know, uh, I think you know, crazily, but questioning whether Belichick should you know should should make it throughout the season. Uh, but uh, it's definitely, I mean, it, it's panicking for the fans. I don't think it's time to panic. I think this team has time, especially with the Jets and the situation they are and the, the misfortune they had earlier this season. That kind of opens up some things and some some paths there in the AFC East. Uh, Miami's not as good as we thought they might be. Uh, Buffalo is, is is probably the top dog in the division, but the Patriots still have some 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 time and some space to kind of move up to the division. Kyle, what's going on with the run game up in New England? I know reading some some uh, you know stats and everything, twenty seventh in the league, an average of three and a half yards per carry, just one rushing touchdown. And I know there were some questions about you know Belichick's confidence in Mac Jones. What's the issue with the running game so far? I think the, the biggest issue is the they're getting behind and they're mm-hmm. not being able to run the ball uh, throughout the game. I think those early deficits are really putting them in, you know, behind the eight ball. It's forcing Mac Jones to throw the ball 50 times, which is something you don't want to see. Um, not that he's not capable of completing passes, but that uh, I think Mac Jones is, you know, anytime he throws the ball, you know, 35, 40 times for any quarterback, um, the accuracy is going to start to wane. I think, you know, uh, the receivers that he have are the, the best in the league. 
so you can't really depend on them to, to be, you know, to, to be pass catchers throughout the game. And I think that's hurt the run game. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson has shown he can carry the ball uh, very well, you know, in a short time in the league. Uh, he's, you know, he can really be an explosive guy there and get the ball in the open field, but he had, ha- hasn't had the opportunity because the team's been behind late in the games. Uh, running the ball is not an option. Yeah, and Kyle, uh, both games so far for the Patriots have been very similar in terms of the script. Fall behind early, have a bit of a comeback. The comeback comes up short. What are they? What what are are, are Belichick and, and the people on the on the Patriots saying in terms of what needs to change this week? Uh, all the basic things there. I mean, I think some mistakes have hurt them too. They've had some some fumbles there. Um, in the offense, kind of stunted them and kind of contributed to their deficits. Uh, Mac Jones has had a, a you know a pick a week, which is definitely you know uh, put the ball you know uh, in the other team's hands and, and, and prevented them from having kind of some real traction there. Um, I think they're gonna they're just gonna try to keep doing what they're doing. I mean, uh, even though the results haven't been there, you can see some improvement under under Bill O'Brien's offense. Uh, Mac Jones does seem more comfortable. Um, he he's definitely more comfortable in having some more RPO options there. He's um, there's a lot, a lot of empty backfield, which has helped him out. Get the ball out of his hands and, and kind of move the offense. They'll play a much better in the red zone than they did last year, which was an issue. So I think if they can kind of keep, at least for this week for sure, against the Jets, it's going to kind of keep um, staying the course and seeing if they can eliminate the mistakes, if that's going to turn into points. Uh, but again, you know, um, they, can't have the, they can't have the turnovers, they can't have the miscues, and they can't fall behind. I think they're back on the fact that, that Jack Wilson's not going to be able to put the Jets in that, that big of a lead and they're going to be able to maybe play with the lead for the first time this year. I know it's Bill Belichick, but, Kyle, how tough is it for the defense to be just a little overconfident? I mean, Bill has owned the Jets and has owned Zach Wilson in his years here, uh, forcing him into a ton of turnovers. I mean, obviously the defense has got to play well, but aren't they – kind of confident that they can have, you know, the Jets' number in this situation, the way Wilson has struggled against them? You definitely would think so, and it's a great point. Uh, I would say the one thing that would kind of keep them on their toes would be the fact that the injuries they've had. Uh, losing Marcus Jones uh, mm. there last week to that, that shoulder injury is key because he's not only a guy who's going to be returning punts, returning kicks, uh, you know, even showing some acting on offense in spots in the last season. He's at his core. He's the he's a guy in the, in the secondary. There, cornerback is going to help give some depth, give some support there, and, and some of those third down situations, some of those dive situations, which a lot of different backs in the field. And with him, without him on the field, you're going deeper into your depth chart. That's going to be you have a smaller out there playing. You know, you know Miles Bryant's going to get a lot more run this week. Um, guys like that out there, it's going to put you. It's a vulnerability there in the secondary. And Zach Wilson, look, I mean, as bad as he's been. At times, he can kind of go through the litany of problems he's had over his career. He can deliver a ball from time to time. That's going to take one or two, you know, good passes from him and some vulnerability and some holes in the Patriots secondary. And, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility the Patriots could find himself in a deficit. Is it likely? No. But I think Zach Wilson, he is an NFL quarterback after all. And the mistakes there by the secondary can't put you behind the eight ball and put you in some trouble even against the Jets. 14 straight losses for the Jets against the Patriots has been uh, a big storyline going into this one. The Jets players, Garrett Wilson, some other ones have mentioned it. Has that been a focus at all from any of the Patriot players? They say it's not. I'm mean, going to all the, the party lines and all the, you know, the Belichickian, you know, uh, you know, follow the dear job. It's just about the opponent. It's about the division party and all of that. But nobody wants, no team wants to be the team that ends the streak. I mean, 14, you know, 14 straight, 
straight games. I mean, many of these guys, um, you know, played high school football, you know, when this, you know, when the streak began, some of them. Um, so, uh, you know, with the team that breaks the streak, uh, we know how much Bill Belichick, you know, his relationship with the Jets franchise and, you know, and, and that storied history and, you know, and, and all that. He doesn't want with that streak to end. So I think that, you know, while they're saying it, outwardly saying it doesn't matter, I think that, you know, inside that building, Bill Belichick kind of laid down and said, look, we're not losing this game this week. Uh, it's going to be hell to pay. Kyle and Kyle Hightower is our guest doing the Know Your Opponent segment here on ESPN New York tonight. Hardesty and Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Kyle, it's fascinating to me, just going back to, to Mac Jones for a second, is that, you know, he got a lot of criticism for how he performed last year. But, I mean, I mean, Kyle, you, you were there. He had a defensive coordinator and a special teams coordinator running, calling the offense. <laughs> I mean, how, what he's got to be better with, with, with O'Brien this year. He's got to be. Oh, absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, the fact that he, even though it was a short period of time they shared together in Alabama, um, they do know each other, right? I mean, he did come to a, to a system that he, that he knows. Um, he, he is, a, to your point, a trained, you know, and, and knowledgeable offensive guy. Uh, the, the fact that Belichick, you know, put his second-year development, such a crucial year for a quarterback in the NFL, in the hands of, uh, as to your point, a special teams guy and a defensive guy, you know, that, with their pedigree and track record, was was fascinating and you know, and, and one of the most I, one of the most head scratching things that Belichick has done, uh, maybe in his entire coaching career, not just the Patriots, but even going back to, you know, New York and you know, and, you know, and, and in Cleveland. Um, so he, he definitely feels more comfortable. You can see kind of um, definitely in, in the training camp in the preseason how much more comfortable he was, how much more locked in, how much more um, just happy he was as a football player um, to be in the situation he's in now under a true offensive coordinator. Uh, obviously, the first week that, you know, haven't produced the results, but, uh, and I think a loss, a loss this week can really maybe, you know, maybe put a, a whole damper on the entire, you know, the switch he's had over the offseason, but he's definitely more comfortable and definitely um, a happier quarterback than he was um, last season for sure. We talked a little bit earlier about Belichick and, and, and calls from, from fans being unhappy with the 0-2 start. How much pressure is he under this year, especially given some of the, the comments in the offseason by Robert Kraft, especially if they were to also start 0-3? You know, it, it, it's tough because, you know, Kraft, he, he's appeasing the fan base. He's speaking for the fan base. He knows that, like, they're not happy. He knows that changes had to happen. He was the guy who pushed for the, to be a, a true offensive coordinator hired, Kyle Belichick choose that person, but he was definitely like, hey, we need to bring an offensive guy. Well, you know, last year just didn't work. You know, Belichick acquiesced to that. Um, there's some other changes there, too. You know, um, kind of, you know, Mayo's kind of now the kind of coaching waiting, um, you know, um, kind of unofficially there. Um, as far as pressure, how much pressure he's under, I really can't see Robert Kraft ever honestly pulling the trigger and, and firing Bel- Belichick for what he's done for the franchise. Um, I think that as long as, you know, as long as Belichick wants to be here, and especially until he breaks that record held by Don Chino for the all-time wins record, I think he's out of place in New England. But, I mean, Burrow just an absolute catastrophe. You're talking about like, a, you know, a, a four-win season, a three-win season or something like that. I, I really don't think those questions and those calls for Belichick's job or even, you know, even remotely can be taken very seriously. It's been based on the stature he holds here and, and kind of the, 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 the cash he's kind, of, you know, he's kind of gained here in New England. Uh, but straightest thing in the path of that, I just can't see Robert Kraft ever uh, being the guy that fires uh, Bill Belichick. 
You know, Kyle, one of the interesting things about Belichick over the years is we always know that he doesn't just prepare for you, for you based on how you've performed or stuff like that. He prepares for specific opponents. So as he's looking at this Jet team with the offensive line woes that they have had, and obviously in the perfect world, the Jets would love to get Wilson to Wilson. He's going to take Gary Wilson away. What type, what type of, of defense is he going to run, understanding that the Jets will probably have to run the ball more than they did against Dallas on uh, last week? You know, he's going to do what he, what he probably did against, um, you know, against the Eagles, I'm thinking. You know, he, he put a lot of guys there in the box. Um, you know, um, you know, five, you know, five, even sometimes seven guys in the box there, you know, right, right there in front of Jalen Hurts, you know, and, and, and trying to take away his running ability. Um, obviously, Zach Wilson's not a guy that to run the ball, but if the Jets want to be, you know, more than one-dimensional against the Patriots and, and take away Garrett Wilson, uh, the, being the Patriots, um, I think that they're going to put a lot of guys there in the box and really and put some pressure up front really quickly on, on Wilson to make quick decisions, and I think that that's going to. As far as as well as double, team, double teaming uh, Garrett, double teaming Garrett Wilson, I think that's going to be their their game plan. Put pressure on Zach Wilson, make him make quick decisions, and make sure there are more than one body there on Garrett, and you know, and, and make Zach Wilson find a different way to beat him, and you know, and then hope that you know that the offense can find enough traction. I'm not, and I don't think we're talking about a high scoring game. This is the thing. I think we're trying, I think even like you know, 20, 20 points may be enough to win this game uh, against the Jets team that is struggling offensively. Um, but I think, you know, that's a very simple game plan. Take one of the best player, put pressure on the quarterback, and let your offense do something you hope and help you walk out here with your first victory of the season. Last one for me, Kyle. Uh, not a lot has gone right for the Patriots so far, but one that has is uh, the, their rookie Christian Gonzalez um, had a, a big pick against uh, the Dolphins back on Sunday night. How much are they expecting out of him, even though he is a rookie? I think they're expecting a lot. I mean, I think that, you know, they – Obviously, you know, it was it was kind of known from in the training camp through the preseason. This is a guy that was going to be, um, you know, having a chance to start. And, you know, barring a you know, major catastrophe during the preseason, was, was going to be starting, especially with him moving um, to guys in the offseason, not bringing some guys back. Um, and his performance the first two weeks has been indicative of that. I mean, he had a sack in week one, um, you know, which kind of got him going. And then, of course, he had that, you know, amazing pick. The guy with a lot of athleticism, a uh, really heady guy, and a guy who was, you know, kind of um, – Really, guys, veterans in the locker room really taking a liking to. So I think they like what they have there. I think they, after some years of missing in the draft um, on both sides of the ball on uh, the last handful of years, I think this was a, a decent draft for them. They actually got a guy, you know, top line, their first guy to kill out of the box with. Uh, and Gonzalez is, is, is a winner in this guy, especially, again, with some injuries there they've had and some guys in the secondary. I'm looking at even more to produce and um, – you know, in a in an 0-2 start situation and uh, a season that start, hasn't started out the way they wanted it to, at least the rookie um, is doing well. I have no rookie uh, wide receiver have a fumble. He's not doing so well. But the one guy they do have on defense is really shining. So I think they're going to like what they have in Dallas. Uh, last one from me, Kyle. How big has Matt Judon been for, for this defensive uh, team with New England? An absolute awakening. I mean, he, he's been a sack machine. Uh, since he arrived there, um, you know, as a free agent, um, you know, for us, uh, because you know, we have the question to wrap the top about the guys we need. He's been a, a jewel for us, you know, a guy who who, who does you know speak his mind, who who does tell like it is, uh, who who understands that like you know we have a job to do and that you know we're going to be critical when we need to be. We're going to be you know praised when we when we want to you know when we need to praise. 
but on the field, uh, he he's been producing. I mean, he's 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 been a, a constant and consistent um, threat for the for the Patriots on defense. It's what they need right now, especially with as the offense is still trying to find its footing. And I think if this team is going to make some noise in the AFC East and beyond, and the in the AFC, it's going to be led by defense and Judon's going to be that guy who kind of leads the charge of the Patriots. Colin Hightower, you do a great job with AP covering the New England Patriots. God bless you, my friend. <laughs> we'll talk down the line. Enjoy the game. Have a great one, all right? Thanks, Dad. Thank have a great one. Take care. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So, Gordon, uh, Joe, Leo, and I were just chatting during the break here about things that make you go, hmm? Mm-hmm. Why is it that NFL coaches get to go haywire and never get thrown out of a game? I mean, Dable just, and I understand why. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just threw his headset down. You imagine throwing a clipboard in the NBA? You imagine Boone throwing his hat? Aaron Boone. Hat to... Aaron Boone just simply says those aren't strikes and he gets thrown out of a game. <laughs> I mean, what, why does NFL head coaches get thrown out of the games? Well, because they just don't never. Never. Get in a fight. That's it would have to be really bad. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a, a never NFL seen head coach ever get ejected. I've never seen it. I haven't gotten into a fight since I was 12. <laughs> it's okay. time. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. I mean, you know, I mean, once again, I understand why he was upset. Because, I, I mean, I know it was, it was a ticky-tack, you know, play, a call. Mm-hmm. But um, you want to tussle? But I'll say this, Harvey, you 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 uh, dodged the major bullet because you let them march right back down the field after you scored. Major bullets, bend but don't break. But Gordon, help me out here. It's it's the it's the first drive of the second half. Why are we going for two? Uh I'm not exact. So it was what was it? It was they marched down the field. Right. They made it 17-12 with the touchdown. They go 17-12. for two. 17-12. I mean, uh, so I, they wanted to make it a field goal game. Yeah, but it's, you, you got I, all. You, it's the first drive of the half. This is the new. This is new age, Larry. Oh, this okay, is okay. this is you. You wanna, you wanna, oh, you wanna. If it's if it's fifty fifty, you want to take a shot there because if you don't get it, you want to know what you what you're dealing with moving forward. Uh, yeah, okay. If you don't get it, you're down eight. You're still you're still a two point conversion away. I don't mm-hmm. know. I'll I, say this. I I I'm the, I don't mind it. Because, I mean, you're fighting an uphill battle anyway against this team. I just don't like the play call. Right, but the margin of error is so slim for this team. Now you're chasing the two points for the rest of the game. Yeah, but you at least know, like, it did have a, a risk. Re- there was a reward to it. If they would have gotten it, it would have been a field goal game. And, uh, you know, going for two last year in the first game of the season kind of spurred something. So they figured go back to that well. They didn't get it this time. Plus, I mean – you scored on that drive. Now with the failed two point conversion, it's kind of a little lull at the end of a really, no, really fine. good drive. It's still eight. I got ten and a half. That's all I'm caring about. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> the priorities. Yeah, well, yeah. I got two kids. These these kids they want money for everything. You figure they're back in school. What are they spending money? Oh no, they got they got things. They're lining them up. That's it. That's it. Absolutely. Lunch. Mm-hmm. You know. Gotta, you know, gotta get the fashion. You know, gotta have all this stuff. It's not easy being a, a team these days. You know, you have an image. I bought to my live kid. I bought. Media. I bought my son. I didn't. My wife did. 
bought him mm. like, like some new sneakers, some new kicks. Yeah. Okay. So he got some Jordans, which I, I vehemently disagree with. Woo! Uh, you are so broke. he he's he's been wearing <laughs> he's been wearing these old sneakers, and the new ones are just sitting there, and he's yeah. still growing. Yeah. So what happens is he he puts off wearing the new ones for so long, he eventually grows out of them. So I said huh. to him today, I said, "Why are you not wearing the new ones?" He says, "No, no, you don't understand. I'm going to sell those." I said, "No, I don't want <laughs> you to sell those." He's going to sell them. Yeah, he's going to sell them online. Then he can make some money. I said, no, I bought them. That so You're you just taking money them. out of my pocket and then putting it in your pocket. No, all right. So you know what happens? Yeah. You should sell them. No, what I did was I just took the old sneakers. I threw them out. Oh, okay. Now now he has to wear them. Now he has no choice. Wow. Ha-ha. Now, now what you got, hot shot, huh? Who's the boss? That, exactly. Who's the boss in that household? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Who's running things? So tomorrow morning when he's when he's getting ready for school, he's like, "Where where are my sneakers? Where are my... they're gone? They're already they're out of the garbage man. They're gone, done, done." Oh come on, come on, oh dad. <laughs> well now you now you can now you can try to sell uh, right lightly, lightly worn. <laughs> yes yes right. Step, step gently, step lightly when you're walking, but that's do right. walk. Keep going. Yeah, that's it. Keep walking. <laughs> We'll come back. Gordon and I will discuss some interesting things that Kyle Hightower told us about New England next. And your phone calls as well on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Bezos caught Dable, Gordon. Bezos caught Dable holding the play sheet up and talking in the microphone. He's calling plays. All in plays, Gordon. Well, this would be the time to do it. Unfortunately, Absolutely. the Giants are not equipped to kind of take advantage of, of the, the Niners' defense because, A, the way you beat them is by passing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. And the Giants' offensive line just is not holding up long enough. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones is running for his life. Yeah, that last drive, uh, they turned up the heat on the offensive line. It's almost like Frisco knows – we can whenever we when we're, whenever we want to put the pressure, we know what to do. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do it with just four, but if we have to put the extra pressure on, we know what we're doing. They got to figure out: is there a play that they can get to Darren Waller to get him open here? Because they could certainly well, use like a big chunk play from him. They could. They're not gonna. They're not gonna win this game by having ten play drives. They're gonna no. win it by by hitting a splash play that that score you know puts them in position right away. Yeah. Uh but uh, they've not been able to really they weren't able to do that in that last drive. Now on that last that last play to Waller, I mean the the, the, the uniform was grabbed. But the ball I'm thinking the officials yeah, are saying it's not catchable. So no. and Jones not, is running for his life. Yeah. I know, hope Aaron Rodgers is not well, Aaron Rodgers is watching this game. He just hurt his other Achilles <laughs> watching this game. <laughs> He's running for Daniel Jones is running for his life so much. Gordon, I thought um, I had to ask Kyle Hightower what it's like to cover Bill Belichick. I I just I just had to because I I've spoken to a number of guys over the years and it's Gordon. It's it's not easy. It's not easy. Just trying, just for for us here dealing with Mangini, who was Little Bill. Right. He wasn't even Bill. So you can imagine he was the duplicator, not the originator. So you can imagine what Bill is like. It's it's you know, it gives uh, you nothing. As bad nothing. as he is, can you imagine him at zero and three? Oh boy, 
0-3. And and finally losing to the Jets. That the Jets yeah, make oh, him 0-3. And, and Zach Wilson. Yeah. No, yeah, exactly. Probably be in spite of Zach, but, you know, I know what you're saying. But he will be the quarterback. Yeah, he will be. not going to be Tim Boyle, right? Well, well, well we don't uh, know. That's true. But uh, at, at least to start the game, it will yeah, not be Yeah, to start Tim the Boyle. game. Right, 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 right. If I'm, if I'm Joe Douglas, Gordon, don't you have to be making some phone calls about quarterbacks now that your, your starting left tackle is out? Don't you have to make some phone calls now to get another quarterback in here just in case? You would think so, but uh, I, mean, I think it's just the situation where it's two weeks of the season. Nobody, nobody is, is really willing to give you anything good. And what's out there? What's available? They don't want to just – clearly they don't want to go the, the free agent route because if they wanted to go the free agent route, they would have done that already. I, I don't know if that's just simply because they don't want to hurt Zach Wilson's confidence. I can't, I don't, I can't see how it could be that, but it, it kind of feels like that's what it is. But this is a situation where you're going to end up with just one quarterback. Yeah, yeah. If he goes out there and gets hurt, you're going to look ridiculous because this guy, all, for all the time that we've spent talking about his struggles, he gets hurt a lot. Yeah, he does. He hasn't played the full season yet. Yep. Yeah. I just, I, I, I mean, you just played you, your team, not you, you. Mm-hmm. Your team just played New England. I mean, offensively, they – they're they're not that good, but defensively, Gordon, they're still pretty good. Yeah, no, defensively they can still do things, and they did really kind of their game plan was effective. It did slow down Miami, and it really came down to that little that fourth down play where the the receiver pitched it back to the lineman, and he was just short of the first down. Who knows if that drive keeps going? Maybe they do tie the game. Maybe they do win the game. They've been very close to winning both of these games. Now, they've fallen behind by so much early on. Mm-hmm. Their execution is not where it needs to be. And when you have their kind of team where it's, it's not individual talents, it's, it's really everybody's got to execute. They've not done that so far, so that's why they're 0-2. And, and it's kind of hard to, to feel too confident that all of, even if they win on Sunday, that they're uh, a really good team because they have to – basically have everybody executing all at once to be competitive. You know, it is so, so it is so funny when you, because you know how newspapers are, they have, you know, when you look up one thing, they have all different previous articles on the subject. So many articles up in the new England papers about, well, now with the jets injury, it opens up a way for new England. It's like, (laughs) it's like, they're all like, now we got it. New England has a chance now. It's like, you know, they've got a chance to, to do some things. They got a chance maybe to get to the postseason. And that's, you know, their their point of view on it. But I'm just saying, Gordon, I, I if you had hopes, and I'll speak about me, if you had hopes about the Jets winning this game, okay? I gotta be honest with you, Gordon. The fact that Brown is hurt and now you you're gonna have somebody out you're gonna have two people out of position on the offensive line, much like what the Giants have. I mean, how the do you win this game? The has to feast. The, 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 I mean, they, they have to get pressure on Mac Jones and make the game about him. That's what we said last week about Dak Prescott, and they never got to that point. Yeah. The game was, the game was about Dak Prescott, but it was about how great he was. It wasn't yeah. about him making mistakes or him costing his team or them not being able to sustain drives. They, the, the, the Jet defense has to be – center stage 
on Sunday. It's supposed to be bad weather. Yep. They're going up against a team that has a, sh- uh, a banged-up offensive line with a quarterback who's been uh, up and down. He's been better than Zach, but he's been up and down. Mm-hmm. Let's go see the, the, the furious jet pass rush, yep. create havoc, get some turnovers. Mm-hmm. You're at home. It's a division game. It's, it's vital. If you want to stay in the mix here, and, and things have kind of broken right for the teams that are struggling in the AFC, right? We, we drew yeah. up the scenario before the season. Well, you got the Bills, you got the Dolphins, you got the Jets, you got uh, all those teams in the, in the North, you got the Chargers, you got the Chiefs. Chargers are 0-2, Bengals are 0-2, and their quarterback's banged up. We talked about Deshaun Watson. The Steelers look like a mess right now, uh, even though yeah. they do have a win. The Bills are 1-1, one one. Patriots are 0-2. So there's a team that's struggling right now that the door is, is far more open than we thought it might be. Yeah, but if you want to, if if the Jets want to hang around and 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 maybe have a shot to play some meaningful games later in the year, this is all but a must win. Uh, you can't start out one and two because if you start out one and two, chances are you're going to be one and five. Yeah, no all question about it. No question about it. Um, Giants have an injury, so they're trying to figure out what's it going on. It seems like there. they're walking guys off one by one here. Yeah, yeah. This is uh man. This is this is tough. This is tough. Gordon, when we return, we'll hear from Zach Wilson. Also, Damian Woody was on Greeny this morning, and he kind of kind of echoes what Kyle Hightower told us about this being, uh, you know, Bill Belichick playing against the Jets. We'll hear that for you. Plus, at the top of the hour, Gordon and I will go around the National Football League to give you uh, what the schedule is going to be like and preview some games for week number three. It's ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It brings Coach Belichick so much joy when he's able to humiliate the Jets. He hates the he Jets. He hates the Jets. He really does. He hates the Jets organization. Listen, anytime you go into this week and you're like, yeah, it's Jets week, you know it's like a, a totally different deal. That's what he does every time the New England Patriots played the New York Jets. He always said it's Jets week this week because it means that much more to him. Gordon, what did they ever do to him? I don't know, Larry. I don't know. I, now, look, I respect the level of hatred because I there's teams in my life that I hate. But I'm not exactly sure what it is about the Jets. He was employed by the Jets. He was going to be the head coach of the Jets. He left them. They should be angry with him. Right. They didn't fire him. If they had fired him, I could understand it. It's, it's it's baffling. It's baffling, it's, and it's and it's all encompassing. It and it has it's never had any let up. He no. loves torturing the Jets. It's crazy. It's you would crazy. think at some point you, you, it's like beating a dead horse. You'd get tired of it eventually, but apparently now, not. Now, Kay and the guys were were uh, speculating about what mm-hmm. happened earlier. Okay, and they thought it had something to do with how uh, Bill was treated after Leon Hess passed away. But from what, but the conversation further added that really uh, Johnson didn't have a lot of interaction with Belichick. So I don't know. Maybe he just wasn't sure. Maybe he just didn't didn't know, weren't familiar with them, didn't know what was going to happen. 
But I mean, like, unless it, it, Woody Johnson spit in his face, I mean, why would you be? Why would you have this level of hatred about them? I, I, I just go back to that game where Gase was the coach and they were doing the thing with the punt and he was running the clock down and he was just laughing on the sideline. Yeah, enjoying himself. Oh, loving it. He was right in his element. Just, just enjoying himself. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, enough that he severed his relationship with, with, with Parcells, who didn't speak to him for, like, forever. Yeah, it's odd. There, it's ama- and with all the focus that there has been on that story, it doesn't feel like anybody's really gotten a sniff you know, of what the actual deal is. That's right. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Harvey, your defense is pretty good. They're only giving up threes. They're keeping you in this. Yeah, but it's 11, Larry. We need 10 I and know. a half. We needed a two and a half point field goal there. I know. Well, no, you need the Giants to come back down and answer. Yeah. That's what it you really could have just afforded them to just go for one before, and I'd have been in better shape. Well, you know, that's what we – Funny, Joe, weren't we having this conversation before, Joe? Yeah, I don't know. Why did they go for that two-point conversion, Larry? <laughs> Unreal. He was explaining the Seven call. Seven at the night. time. He was against the call now. Funny how that works. Well, no? I never, I never said I was for the call. I was no, just was trying to present it. the case to Larry. Larry asked me why would they go for it yeah, there, so why? I was trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah, he didn't say he agreed to it. But no, absolutely. Well, not. Put words in my mouth, you two. Hey, Zach Wilson, you've been abysmal against New England. What needs to change this week? Yeah, just I just need to be smart with the ball. You know, especially last time we played them at home. You know, a lot of them were just just dumb plays by me. And so I need to I need to play one play at a time. Be efficient with the football. Trust what I'm seeing and and uh, and play ball. Boy, it's a far cry from now. Nah, defense could be angry at me. <laughs> what a world of difference. Ah, I got to do this. I got to be better. I got to do I I I I I. He's 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 learned his lesson, Gordon. Well, it's all well and good to learn your lesson. And we were talking with Rich earlier about everybody kind of supporting him. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how much shelf life that has. I don't, not a lot. Uh, because they can say that they support him all. If he goes out there on Sunday and looks like he has in the past against the Patriots, this is going to Support is over. Support is over. And this is not like a baseball season or a basket. This is football where you are putting your body on the line. Yeah. Absolutely. And to have no confidence that the quarterback can do anything. Yep. It's not good. If the, de- if the defense is ever going to have the type of performance that puts them in the conversation of the 85 Bears, like an 85 Bears, like we talk about Micah Parsons being mm-hmm. like, uh, like LT, mm-hmm. let's have one game. Yeah. Where you guys go out there and just completely shut everything down. Pass rushes there, sacks are there, turnovers are there. This would be a good game to do it. Absolutely would be. Absolutely. So, Zach, is it a sign of confidence that the team hasn't brought in a new quarterback? Uh, I actually don't look at it like that. You know, for me, it's I'm the guy right now and my number's called, and so I'm going to go out there and do everything I can for this offense. And, you know, that's not something I really need to worry about because right now I got all the guys in the locker room behind me, and I just got to lay my trust into those guys and go play football. Um. Ask me what he's really thinking. What's he really thinking, Larry? I keep looking to that door every day. Yeah. Somebody's going to walk through that door. <laughs> I'm going to be back on the bench. I actually have a scenario <laughs> for Joe Leo, our resident Jet fan. Okay. Joe, I, you have two buttons in front of you. First button is Jets win, but Zach Wilson is the quarterback for the rest of the season, good or bad. The second one is... The Jets lose the game, 
but they immediately go out after that game and get a backup quarterback from some team in the league. I'm not going to give you a name, but they'll have that guy for the rest of the season. Do you want to win the game and have Zach, or do you want to lose the game and get a better quarterback? Wow. This one's tough for me because of my feelings about Zach Wilson, but also because I'm never rooting for, against my team. Plus, you add on the fact that all the years of losing to New England, plus sticking it. You'd really be sticking it to New England. I mean, Bill Belichick would be 0-3. It would be 0-3. The rumors of him being on the hot seat would start. I think from the joy factor, I think I would probably suffer through a a full season of Zach just by getting – That's because this is a must-win game. You have to change the narrative – around this team in terms of New England. Oh, come on. So I think uh, I think I'm going Zach for the rest of the season. Easy, Harvey. Yeah, easy. Maybe you may want to pay attention to the, the show as much as you're paying attention to the game there, big guy. Oh, sorry. Uh, easy, right. Harvey. A little hot mic situation. Yeah, I mean, clearly it was a face mask. The cheating giants. They think that they can get away with this. Oh, no, cheating. Oh, Bezos has got all these cameras. You can't get away with the stuff you usually get away with. Oh, my God. Could Darren Waller catch a ball, please? Oh, my goodness. Um, oh, did he catch that? I thought he dropped it. He had a cheat to get that ball. He probably did. These smug Giant fans. Come on, it's fourth quarter time. <laughs> Just get a field goal. Be like uh, uh, Sean McVay. Kick the field goal down, down 12 points. Exactly. Exactly. Man, if I had had that game, Larry... Uh-huh. And and Sean McVay kicked the field goal with seconds to spare, down what was it, ten points to make it? Oh, would have been nice. Would have been nice. But imagine being on the other side of it, where you're like, "What is this guy? Are you serious?" It... That's the way you feel like when you lose a bet. Like, yeah, this only happens to me. Only I could have this happen. It's true. There's no question about it. By the way, if I were a Jet fan, I agree with Joe Leo. It would, it would, I would love, I'll deal with Wilson. I got to get, I got to stop this 14 game losing streak, Gordon. Joe, who is your, if I told you you could have any backup quarterback in the NFL right now, who would it be? Probably Brissett. Okay. So here's, I'll give you again. Mm. Win, Zach's the quarterback the whole year. Lose, and Jacoby Brissett is on the plane. To the New York Jets facility, Florham Park. He's going to get dropped off right there at the door. And you'll have him for week four. Is he bringing the lineman with him? <laughs> I can't promise that. Maybe Chase Young along with him. As no, well. It would be no, nice. No. no. But you'll I, get Jacoby Brissett. I still you think still take I'm, the win. All right. I'm still think, I, I still think I'm taking the win because at least at the end of the year, even if things don't go the way that we hope and they miss the playoffs, at least Jet fans can at least – look back upon ending just an abysmal streak. Okay. Remember that when you're facing off against the Chiefs in a week. The yeah, Chiefs, but he doesn't expect to beat them anyway. The Chiefs I know, but are playing, you know, you got to watch Zach go up against checkers. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. There, has there ever been a wider gap in quarterback play between those two? No. I mean, pretty Marino bad. playing somebody? I don't know, man. Zach Wilson's pretty bad. But, I'm, I mean, I – Kansas City's offense compared to even, you know, with Rodgers, are we sure that Hackett's a good offensive coordinator up to this point? Uh, How could he? It's checkers the chess. Uh, 
It's 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 almost like it's like judging Daniel Jones when the the offensive line can't block. You have to have the tools necessary. Mm-hmm. Now, if they go out there and run the ball ten, what was it, eight times, ten times, whatever it, it won't was, matter. Last, yeah, it doesn't. You have to you have to be blameless in the situation if you're the offensive coordinator. If they go out there and run the ball twenty five times mm-hmm. and still lose, well, then what am I supposed to do? Unleash yeah. Zach Wilson? I, okay, <laughs> what, what what can I do? Yeah. But you can't you can't give the ball to Brees Hall four times and then say, well, it's not my fault. Yeah, no, you can't. You can't do That's it. what Lafleur did. Lafleur yeah, did the same lot. thing, throwing a the lot. ball f- with Joe Flacco. He's throwing the ball fifty times in a game. Yep. You could be down a hundred points. I'm not throwing the ball with Joe Flacco fifty times. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Unacceptable. And so that's that's what you got to figure out. What's going to happen with this Jet team this week? It, it you know. I'm actually, and maybe it's because I'm not a Jet fan. I'm mm-hmm. actually confident. I actually have some confidence that the Jets are going to win this game. Yeah, that confidence is because you're not a Jet fan. Well, maybe. But when when you see a week where everybody thinks you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Now, unfortunately, the evidence on the other side is everybody thought they were going to lose last week, and they were dead right. They were right on the money. Yeah. Well, it's a diff- there's a little talent disparity. There is a big talent discrepancy. <laughs> And I think a lot of it, it, the the negativity, a lot of it is, well, Zach, but also that it's Belichick. I just don't think this is the same Belichick team. It's not. It's not. But but see, the problem is you have no margin for error. None. See, that's the issue. You You have no margin for error. And you can't afford for him to, you know, they're running the ball, they're running the ball, and – you know, he audibles at the line because he thinks he sees something, and then, you know. I don't, I don't, I, does he, he still have the ability to, to audible at the line? I think he does. Oh, boy. I think he does on certain situations. Now, maybe not in the red zone. Maybe he's like, no, 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 not down here. You do what we tell you to do. But I'll say this. Let me make, let me make Joe Leo feel a little better. If he does what he did last week in the last two minutes before the first half, where he stepped up in the pocket, Gordon, and ran forward and extended some plays. If he can, you know, make the quick move and pass to Garrett Wilson, who's probably going to be double teamed, so it's going to be somebody else, and make a play, that's what he has to do. The bottom line for him, here's the things he cannot do. He cannot sit there and stare down receivers like they're giving money away in front of Macy's. You know, just watching them from the time they leave, just staring at them and staring at them. You can't do that. Throw the ball away. A punt is as good as a punt is okay. We put the defense back on the field, and we try to hold them there. But you can't just give the ball away and put your defense back in their own, you know, with their back against the goal line. No, absolutely. All right, I got another scenario for Joe Leo. Joe, same, same same thing holds. If you lose, Jacoby Brissett is on his way. But now, if you win, Zach is the quarterback for the entire season, and they pick a, his fifth-year option. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately after the game, they announce, we're picking up Zach's fifth-year option. Are you just holding one hand behind my back? <laughs> yeah. I just want to see how long it takes for you to flip on the other side. Uh, that would do it. That would do it. That would do it. If he's guaranteed here for the fifth year. Yes. No. Robert Sala comes to the podium and says, uh, great job by Zach today. I just want to let you know I just got off the phone with Joe Joe Douglas. 
Zach is coming back. We're picking up his fifth-year option. They might do that anyway. Who knows? Yeah, I think that might uh, that might be that might push you over the, other the way. edge. And right after that, Ritzamidi breaks the news: Joe Douglas has been fired. <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue the conversation on ninety-eight seventy ESPN.